Welcome to Disarming Persuasion, the podcast for sales and business leadership professionals. My name is Dave Rosenberg, and I am the founder and principal at Locked On Leadership, a consulting firm with a mission to replace Thank God It's Friday with Thank God It's Monday. With me is my co-host, a man who can literally teach sales with one hand tied behind his back, Darren Cecil. Filling in for Darren, the amazing Anne Bonnie. And what are we going to talk about today? Let's talk about gratitude, Dave. I'm so thankful that you said that. Are you? Well, I'm worried that, you know, with Thanksgiving done, people are going to just like the thankfulness goes away. And I, I think it's a good thing to remind people that we should continue with the gratitude with our teams, with our clients, with our families, all the times. Yeah, you know, that's such a solid point. And, and you and I didn't talk about this before. So this is really interesting. I literally just wrote my newsletter article on that very point. It's actually probably going to be released in the next six or seven minutes. Ooh. But, but, you know, one of the things I said is that Thanksgiving should not be once. It, it, it's a great holiday mm-hmm. and it should be a 365 day a year holiday. Right. Yeah. We've got to remember that how far it goes. I mean, I remember back in 2003, I had just started at Under Armour. I started out as the receptionist and then I had just moved to um, sales. And I came in to my office one day and on my desk was a, le- a note that said, Anne, your energy and enthusiasm is appreciated throughout the office. Thank you. And it was signed Kevin Plank. Um, and he's the owner. Well, former president and CEO of Under Armour, he started the company. Um, And this was when there were 80 or 90 people in the company. So it was still a teeny tiny company. But he took the time, probably 47 seconds, to write me a note, drop it on my desk. And what, 20 years later, 18 years later, I'm still talking about that note. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I I have a mentor who distinguishes between thankfulness and gratefulness and we probably should go into that because I'm, I'm not sure this is a, a real distinction for most but from her perspective it is and it's a great I, I think it's an interesting distinction that's worth ha- having the conversation about but but back to this you know just a pre- appreciation you know is is so so powerful L- look at that I, I'm sure it warmed him to your heart a little bit totally you know and how much more did you go the extra mile? Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like I worked for Under Armour for another eight years and literally threw my life into my job. I loved working there. I felt like I was making a difference. Um, you know, I mean, that set the tone for me going the extra mile and doing what we needed to do to make it happen, to protect the house, as it were. Now, question for you, since this is a persuasion conversation, did it ever come up? Where you were asked to do something that maybe you didn't wholeheartedly agree with in that eight years? Oh, I'm sure it did. And do you think that sense of gratitude that was expressed to you about your hard work enabled you to sort of um, follow through, even though it was not something you really wanted to do wholeheartedly? Yes. I, I mean, I remember I got asked to go and work the Super Bowl in the, uh, we were at, we had a big thing at the big party outside the Super Bowl. 
And they, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to the Super Bowl. Oh my God, that's so amazing. And then I found out that I wasn't in fact going to get to go to the game. I just got to work outside before. And I was kind of like, well, that sucks. That's stupid, but it's for the brand. I understand why I'm doing it. I'm going to go work my butt off in the heat of the, I think it was in Tampa um, and going to work my butt off and then not get to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, and I was happy to do it. I remember sitting for eight hours waiting for my crate at the New York City Marathon Expo, just sitting there waiting for my stuff to get there. Like, why the hell am I doing this? And there were a lot of things that I did because I felt like part of that brand, because I felt like they liked what I was doing. They liked the work I was doing. And when nobody was watching, I was doing the right thing. Now, one of the things, and I mean, that's fantastic. One of the missed opportunities I hear in this story, though, is that uh, he was really not specific, was he? About No, he was, though, because oh. my energy and enthusiasm are something that I'm very proud of. That's a personal characteristic that I'm proud of. Now, I appreciate where you're going with this because he could have said, hey, at our meeting the other day with that XYZ client, it would have been, you know, I love the way you did this. Thank you so much because I think you got us the deal. That would have been very specific. But in this case, he specified something that I was very proud of. And so I, that was, it was super effective. Yeah, uh, well, I'm not saying it wasn't effective. Clearly it was effective. I'm saying there's a missed opportunity, though, because had he actually honed in on how this how energy and enthusiasm reinforced a company value. Right. Then it would have actually taken it to the next level. And, and more importantly, somebody else who may become aware of the energy and enthusiasm would go, you know, that's not me. Like, I mean, you and I are two totally different people, obviously, you know. Uh, and I don't mean that just as like we're physically two totally different people, but our energies are different, right? Yeah. If, if we were in the same office, you know, I'd be overshadowed by you as I'm sure most mere mortals are, you know, <laughs> you just bring that with you. It's one of the things I love about you. One of the things people love about you. One right? of the things that drives people nuts too, but go ahead. <laughs> right. There is the other 49% of the people who are, you know, not as enthusiastic. My, my point is that, I couldn't replicate that. And if he had said and brought into this conversation, like I said, a value, you know, that, that, you know, your energy and enthusiasm helps us. And I don't know what Under Armour's values are and fills in a value. I might be able to go, okay, well, I can't bring the energy and enthusiasm, but I can certainly demonstrate this value in my own unique way. You're talking about when I tell the person in the cubicle next to me about my note. Correct. He's they're able to see why. And, and it would have been good for me to see what specifically it helped within the company in order to like move us forward in a positive way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now he expressed thankfulness and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I, I don't want to make any distinction or, or negative about being thankful. Uh, my mentor, or I say my mentor, um, it's a coach I worked with in the past. Um, and uh, she would distinguish between thankfulness and gratitude this way. And I think this is really interesting to me. So thankfulness is transitory. Gratitude implies a requirement to pay it forward. So if I am grateful for something you did for me, 
I want to either pay it back or pay it forward, right? Where thankfulness is just, really, yeah, you know, you thank me and go, hey, you're welcome, right? We're done, right? The, the tra- transaction is over. You acknowledge that I helped you, we're done. I'm really internally great. Like, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. When I um, separated from my practice wife, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, he was engaged at the time and I needed a place to stay. I was, I was, I was active duty. I moved out initially. I went to the bachelor's officer quarter. And every time we'd go out to sea, I had to move out of bachelor's officer quarter. I didn't want to live in a BOQ. It's, it's basically a hotel room. Yeah. Right. And it's not even a very comfortable hotel room, you know, and, and I didn't have a kitchen and, you know, I had a microwave down in the lobby that I would go and bake my potato. And that's what I ate like for dinner, like every night for a long time. Cause I was baked potato bachelor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so he put me up in his place. Now it's living with his fiance and they had a spare bedroom. Thank God. It would have been really weird. <laughs> but, um, weird. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I mean, this is a huge inconvenience, you know, and I am telling you, he earned my eternal gratitude for that. And I've paid it back and paid it forward many, many times since mm-hmm. then. Gladly. Yeah. Gladly. You yeah. know, and, and so that I think is a huge distinction. Of the two, if we can find gratitude, I think it's a much more powerful feeling. Thing. Powerful. Yeah. 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 And, and I don't want to discount the thankfulness, you know, the, the little moments of, Hey, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Like we don't want to underplay those, but you're right. As I think about gratitude and I think about perfect example right now, we're recording this before Thanksgiving and my family, when I was growing up, we lived overseas and there were always people who couldn't go home, couldn't be with their families. And they were always at our table for Thanksgiving. So we always had, you know, random people at our things. And I always thought that was really neat. And I was grateful for that camaraderie and that fun and that variety at our Thanksgiving table. And so this year, when a friend of mine was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll probably make a little turkey or have a turkey sandwich. I was like, come here, come with us, come on up. And um, so she's coming. And that's kind of that pay it forward thing that I never even made that connection. Yeah, exactly. And in fact, you know, it's funny because obviously Thanksgiving is the beginning of the holiday season, right? Which, which, uh, you know, sorry, Ann just threw up on her microphone. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you're not a fan. Great. I think we, sh- everybody's so nice in the holidays. I'm like, you should be nice all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. Which is really kind of congruent with our, our theme. We should be grateful and thankful all the time as well. Christmas is another one of those holidays where it's very common for people who are not with their family to invite them over. Yeah. And I, I, when I was in the Navy, um, obviously because I'm Jewish, I, I was given and I, I was happy to do it Christmas Eve, uh, the duty, well, you know, their squadron duty officer, somebody has to be there manning the phones and, you know, this is fine. This is not my holiday, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, but, but one of the instructors, this was at the, uh, when I was in the, what's called the RAG, the replacement air group where you're learning the aircraft, one of the instructors, uh, came by, he's like, Hey man, do it, you know, Christmas dinner. Why don't you come over me and my fiance's place? I didn't know that guy really well, you know, but it's, it's what you do. Yeah. Passover, same. It's very, you know, it's, it's a Passover tradition that if there's a stranger, you invite them into the house for mm-hmm. that, right? It's, this is the sort of thing we do. And it's, 
it's paying it forward, right? Um, because all of these are celebrations of, of gratitude uh, mm-hmm. of one sort or another. And when we think about the workplace and we think about our teams, I think that the gratitude comes into play, but I also think that that thankfulness comes into play. And like you said, being specific in those moments with our teams so they know what they're doing and how it contributes. And I guess this crosses the line a little bit over the long term with gratitude. But by letting our teams know in those small, thankful, appreciative moments what they're doing, how it makes a difference, they feel valuable in that moment, which can create that larger, I'm grateful for the experience of being on that Under Armour team, and I want to create that in my next company. So I think the distinction for me, having you know run a few companies in my time, is this. And again, this is not to denigrate thankfulness. It's more to up-level it. If I if I say thank you without that sense of gratitude, <laughs> if I just say thank you, it's almost as if it's expected. I'm acknowledging it, but it's expected. And that's that. I almost get the sense as I'm playing this out of my head of, you know, uh, Victorian England of the upper class with the help, you know, thank you. Right. It's your job. Thank you, Jim. Thank, thank you, Jim. Yes. So thank, th- thank you for bringing me my sherry. That will be all right. It's your job. I'm being appreciative, and it ends there. If I turn that into gratitude, what that means is that I recognize you for something specific you've done that you bring to the table, that you help out. And then when you need something from me, I remember that and I go, yes. It's, it's like one of the policies I've always um, held when I've been in management, for example, is that the uh, the answer to a, a time off request is yes, unless there's a compelling reason to say no, right? And it's that sort of thing. That's gratitude. It's like, look, you, you're here working your tail off. I mean, yes, you're getting paid and you're bringing something to the table, yeah. right? And I want you to feel gratitude as well, because what we're really tapping into is reciprocity, which is a, a, a deep-seated, baked-in human response that is a survival response for human beings. And we're tapping into that because then when I need something from you, you're going to pay it back forward as well. Mm-hmm. But, but it's got to be sincere gratitude, right? It's not a manipulative thing. It's look, I'm, go- I'm going to go out of my way for you. And I, I hope, and, and of course it becomes a, a way of assessing is somebody really a right member of the team? Because if they're not doing it, if they're not going out of the way, right, there's something if else If they're going take, on take, there. take, take, take all the time. Yeah. Yeah. There's something going on there. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's it's so and we're getting philosophical into the the details of the vocabulary, which always makes me confused because I'm like, oh, crap, was I just thankful? I need to be grateful. Shit, How do I make gratefulness right now? You know, and I think it's important to just distinguish, like if you're showing appreciation with the specifics. I had a manager that used to, I worked in the Olive Garden for a while and I had a manager who would walk around all night going, good job, Dave, good job, man. Good job, good job, good job, good job, good job. By the end of the night, you're like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And that goes back to the thank you, James. You know, it's like, okay, nice. Really that you're not saying anything. You're doing what you should do. Whereas if you say, wow, James, thank you so much for this coffee. I was freezing. This makes a giant difference for me right now. Even- even though it's a, you know, but still like that's specific. 
it's funny when I'm doing leadership training and I talk about that very thing, I call it, I call it the, the, the carpet bombing approach, right? So in, in uh, world war two and early at world, even before that, but world war two, actually, we didn't have precision bombs, right? We just, and you know, a lot goes into dropping something from several thousand feet up and hitting the target. There's winds and all sorts of the movement. And, you know, it's a lot of physics involved. Yeah. And so if we wanted to destroy a target, Unlike to, you know, we needed to lay down just this massive amount of ordnance. And even then it was a really low probability of kill PK, right? But it's called carpet bombing because you're just like laying a carpet of bombs down. You know, to, today we use laser focus. We use a laser beam, we shine it on a target and the bomb, even though it's unpowered, has fins and it'll fly itself and, and it could put you can put a bomb in a window. It's, my, yep. My um, practice husband used to, he designed the guidance systems for a certain thing with Raytheon. And I remember a picture of a truck in the middle of the desert with a bomb going right through the window, right through the open passenger window. It was nuts. Yeah. And so when you, when you do carpet bomb praise, what you said, I mean, here's, here's what happens. This picture for a second, we're in a, a cube farm. We're little gophers in a cube farm and you're right. I, I, I come out of my office and I go, hey, team, good job today. Now, we all know that somebody worked really hard that day and somebody who had their throttles pulled all the way back to the idle stops and they weren't doing anything. I just rewarded everybody. And so the pe- person who's got his throttles back to the idle stop, he gets that little dopamine hit because because that's what happens uh, physiologically is dopamine in your brain goes, oh, I just got rewarded. that feels good right so what am i what you get what you reward you get more of so you get more laziness from that person the problem is the person who was full throttle he's like wow really that's all you need to do is nothing and i was working my tail off and one of two things is going to happen they're either going to pull their throttles back and they may not go all the way back to the idle stop they may just go halfway back because it's still going to put them heads and tails above the other people and so they don't have to work as hard to get to, to be one of the top runners, you, your whole productivity just went down or they go, this place ain't for me. I'm not right. appreciated. And they're and, resentful and salty and they leave. Yep. And they take that full throttle to somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, being really specific. It's one, one of the things I preach all the time is find something positive to say specific. And I, I use the phrase laser guided praise. Okay. Mm-hmm. So L limited to the person or people who actually did something praiseworthy, mm-hmm. right? A, a is a, you know, about one of your core values. Make sure you, this is your time to reinforce values. S, what's the specific behavior? This was my point earlier, right? Yep. Because, and you want to do this in public, by the way. So everyone else sees the p- behavior that gets rewarded. So they go, oh, I want some of that. And, and then R is real time because you want, it doesn't do any good to say, hey, great job last Thanksgiving, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? So talk to me about this public thing, though, because I've heard the thing that says praise in public, criticize in private or correct in private, whatever. Right. What do you think about that? Do you think that's good to be like, Dave, you were awesome. Thanks, everybody else. So there's this thing called observational learning, right, where if somebody gets rewarded and we watch the behavior, we actually will learn that behavior. Right. It's it's why um, if you've ever had a dog that you trained and then you've got a second dog in yep. training is so much easier, right? It's observational learning. When you praise in public and you do it specifically, like I said, 
then people see what actions they need to take to get attention. And we all crave attention. I'm sorry. I think that's a fairly universal thing. We all crave positive attention. You know, um, and, I definitely and, crave attention, but, but even, even negative attention is better than no attention. Right. Right. Which is, well, and so there's my question. What about your team member who you have a really hard time finding something positive to publicly praise them for? Well, then there's probably some counseling that needs to go on. Right. And so now counseling that goes down on private. Right. So you said criticize. And I know you, you know, I, I understand your reluctance to use the word. I, I call them counseling sessions. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. Right. We're talking gratitude. Right. We only hold people accountable that we think are capable. And if somebody is not doing something praiseworthy, I, I, I think you need to pull them aside and, and start talking to them about what behaviors you're seeing and, and how they can step up their game. Well, and I think it's really important too with those people to be looking for moments of improvement because it's really easy to freeze people who are in the process of improvement, who are under your standard. It's really easy to freeze them. And I think it's important to not only look for, but recognize verbally um, those moments where they are making those improvements. They may still not be at your full throttle end. But by marking those improvements, people realize, A, you're paying attention, and B, it's worth me putting the effort in to make this change because it matters. Well, yeah, and you bring up a really valid point there, right? It's not against some standard that they may or may not, they may not meet today. Right. The standard is what was yesterday's performance versus today. And, you know, it's, 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 it's sound sports psychology. You focus on the things you're doing better. And things will continue to do better. That's mm-hmm. a success. That's improvement. You know, right. we could spend a whole hour talking about this and various things. But uh, you know, I just want to say first of all, thank you so much, and I'm truly, I'm grateful, and that you filled in for Darren, and that this has been fun. And I, I just, I love you like a sister. And I know you, you know that. And this is, you know, I look forward to these recordings. It's, it's always my pleasure. I do too. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> That's good. I know you. Will, I know you well enough to know you got those boundaries. <laughs> no is a common word in my vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I'm grateful that you selected me because you had a lot of choices. So the fact that you wanted to keep conversating with me is warms my heart. Yeah. Well, in, in my book, I I didn't have a lot of choices, but uh, <laughs> okay, you, you were the clear choice. So. Oh, thank you. Listen. I thought you meant I was just all there was. <laughs> no. No, no, no. There was just one one person who stood heads and tails above the other choices. So, yeah. It's and the elevation is, of my hair. It is. It, it's, the <laughs> mohawk. it's the mohawk. So, listen, I think this is a, a good place to wrap up. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you're just now starting to feel like you're, you can tighten your belts again. Maybe the leftovers are starting to make some room in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I get kind of tired of turkey sandwich with cranberry. I look forward to it every year, but yeah, by Monday, it's time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's time to get rid of it. (laughs) All right. Well, I think we'll go work out and make room, get ready for the the gorge fest that will be tomorrow. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy uh, Hanukkah starts right now, doesn't it? I have no idea. Uh, I am not religious at all. I think it's super early this year. I'll have to, I'll I'll have to research that online. Go look it up, Dave. I I will look that up. And happy Hanukkah, everybody. Happy Christmas. Happy all the holidays. Absolutely. And, and take care. 
That concludes another episode of Disarming Persuasion. My name's Dave Rosenberg. And this is Darren Cecil. Visit our websites at LockedOnLeadership.com or DarrenCecil.com. Follow us on social media. You can find the links in the show notes. Remember, if they fail to make a decision, you failed to disarm them. Thank you.